Hey everybody, this is Bob Z, the pastor of Joy Christian Fellowship. I want to thank you for tuning into our podcast. I hope it's a word that will encourage you today. Let's remember in these challenging times we're living that God is still in control and that his love for us endures forever. Amen. God bless. I've seen you move. You move the mountains. And I believe we'll see him do it again. He made a way where there was no way. And we believe we'll see him do it again. Amen. We're going to see him move that mountain. We're going to see him make a way where we don't see a way in 2023. And I hope you believe that, that we're not just singing songs. We're, we're making decrees. We're, we're speaking declarations of truth as we begin a new year together here this morning. So let me ask you, are you closer to the Lord on January the 1st, 2023, than you were on January 1st, 2022? Have we grown spiritually in the last 12 months? Have we stayed the same? Have we drifted further away from him? I mean, I hope not, but if so, let's get back on track with him. Let's get back on the right path, his path, because he'll take us where we need to go, not where we might want to go. All right, the title of this morning's message is A New Revelation for a New Year. I'm going to be in Colossians chapter 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Mm, Lord, open your word to us. Your word is alive. It's active. It teaches us. It empowers us. It equips us. Teach us this morning what we need as we step into a brand new year together in Christ's name. Amen. Now, I was reading through the book of Colossians this week. And I came across a passage of scripture in my Bible that I'd highlighted several years ago. And in the margin, I had written prayer for JCF. And as I reread it, I felt like, I felt like Holy Spirit took me to this passage again to pray it over us this year. But before we get into the word, here, here's just a little background on Paul's letter to the Colossian church. Now this is one of Paul's prison letters. He's under house arrest in Rome, and he's writing as one of his prison letters. And he's writing to the Colossians to address some false teachings that was creeping into the church there. And some of the false teaching was like a mixed bag of different beliefs. There was a little Judaism, a little paganism. There was some Greek thought. There was even some Christian truth. And Paul is thinking, no, 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 don't let that happen. I mean, this was heresy. It was very similar to Gnosticism. Uh, that claimed you, you needed special knowledge to know God, and not everyone was capable of attaining that special knowledge. And the false teaching said that knowing Christ was not enough for salvation. You know, some intelligent people today believe you don't need Christ to be saved. They call this thinking dangerous nonsense. It was called dangerous nonsense back in Paul's day, and it's called dangerous nonsense today. Don't, don't buy into that foolishness. The Apostle Paul stressed the full sufficiency of Christ and, and, and said that Christ is God in the flesh, and that only by being connected to Christ through faith could anyone have eternal life. 
And that only through a continuous connection with Christ can any of us have any real power for living a godly life here, here in the real world out there. See, we can't live in victory if we disconnect from Jesus from Monday through Saturday and just reconnect to him Sunday mornings. It doesn't work. And, and that's even if we're here every Sunday. It doesn't work. We need to be connected to Christ 24-7, right? It's like plugging in your extension cord to get the source of power. You can't keep disconnecting that while awake and plug it in and expect it to take care of everything. And the Bible tells us Jesus is God in the flesh. And Jesus himself tells us he's the only way to the Father in heaven. That's Jesus' words, not mine. And if you don't believe that, stick around. We need to talk before you go home. I'd like to find out why. Because I believe Jesus is the only way to forgiveness and peace and reconciliation with God. And the Apostle Paul also emphasized how necessary our connection to each other is. As brothers and sisters, we're, the, we're Christ's body on earth, right? Yeah, we're the body of Christ. And in Christ, we have everything we need for salvation and for living the Christian life here. It's by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, right? He's all sufficient. We don't need Jesus plus all this other stuff. We don't need Jesus in addition to a long list of other things. We just need Jesus, period. We just need Jesus. Now, I read the Apostle Paul never visited Colossae. He, he had never met the Colossians, but he prayed for them constantly. And he thanked God for them because of their faith in Christ and, and the love they had for other believers. And this should encourage us in our prayers for people we've never met. We don't need to know somebody to pray for them, right? We pray for people all the time that we don't know. Think of all the people we pray for uh, in persecuted church and other people, our celebrities. In life. We don't know these people. We've never met them, but we can still pray for them. Paul didn't start the Colossian church, but when he heard about the infiltration of this false teaching creeping in, he got very, very troubled by it. So he writes this letter to correct any false teaching they were listening to and to encourage them to stay faithful to Christ and stay faithful to his teachings. And after reading over this letter and rereading it, I believe Holy Spirit brought me back to six verses that are for us. I mean, they're all for us, but these six verses to me made it sound like this is for us. For us not just to read over them, but for us as this family of joy, this this tribe of joy, as some people call us, the JCFers. I don't know if I like the way that sounds or not. <laughs> but anyway, that's who we are, right? Anyway, the six verses we're going to look at uh, are not for us just to read over, but, but to adopt these verses as, as a goal for 2023. At least I, I know I'm going to adopt them and, and pray over us Pray these verses over us and, and keep praying them in this year. And I hope you will too. Who knows uh, the impact it could have on us. And as we read these verses, we can listen in as the Apostle Paul describes how he prays for the Colossians and what he's asking God to do in them and through them. And I really believe this, this is a prayer for us too. The Word of God is not just for our information. It's for our transformation, right? I mean, biblical knowledge isn't to just be accumulated and stored up in our heads. It should give us clear direction 
and instruction for daily living in a way to serve God and serve others instead of just thinking about ourselves. Because once we come to saving faith in Christ, we've been transferred. Right? We're reborn, we're, we're new creations in Christ, so we've been transferred from darkness to light, from slavery to freedom, from guilt to forgiveness, from the power of Satan to the, to the power of God. We've been rescued from, from a rebellious, demonic kingdom so that we can faithfully serve and honor our rightful king of all kings, King Jesus, to honor and serve him and his kingdom. And our conduct in, in our daily life should reflect our allegiance to him, not this corrupt world. Okay, so after Paul starts his letter with, with a greeting, he, he tells the Colossians, we always pray for you and thank God for you because we've heard about your great faith in Christ and your love for all of God's people. He never met him, he was never there, but he heard about the great faith they had, and that encourages him. So let's pick up Paul's letter in verse 9. This is Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. Paul writes, So we have continued praying for you ever since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you a complete understanding of what he wants to do in your lives. And we ask him to make you wise with spiritual wisdom. Now, right here in verse 9, we see two slightly different aspects of prayer. First, Paul says, we have continued praying for you. That's just a, a general term that covers the whole prayer life. And then he gets more specific in his prayer. He asks God to give the Colossians a complete understanding of what he wants to do in their lives. And then he adds, ask for something else, that God would make the Colossians wise specifically with spiritual wisdom. Man, is that what we should be praying for us? Asking God for, for us, for this family of joy? Man, after I start reading that back over, I said, yeah, this is for us. Now, I believe we should continue to pray for each other, and that we should ask God to give us a complete understanding of what he wants to do in our lives, not what we want to do, but what he wants to do in our lives, because all his ways are good, whether we understand him or not. He's got good plans for us. And we should also ask him to make us wise, not with the wisdom of the world, but make us wise with spiritual wisdom. Give us insight, give us revelation, give us, give us words of knowledge, and get, just mm, make us wise with spiritual wisdom. What a great prayer for us to pray for each other this year. Because look at the results. Here's the results in verse 10. Verse 10, then, then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. Hold it right there. Let's ask ourselves, is the way we've been living, has it always honored and pleased the Lord? Always? I think we all know the answer to that. I know the answer for me is, heck no. But do you see how important it is then that we should be praying this prayer for each other and for this church? That Tony can pray for me, I can pray for Tony? so that the way we live will always honor and please the Lord. I mean, help us, Lord, because we're not there yet. I know I'm not. That's why you need to pray this prayer. All right. There's more to Paul's prayer, and there's more to our prayer for each other. Look at verse 11 and 12. We also pray that you will be strengthened 
with his glorious power so that you will have all the patience and endurance you need. May you be filled with joy. I love that. Be filled with joy. Always thanking the Father who has enabled you to share the inheritance that belongs to God's holy people who live in the light. Wow. What a prayer. Strengthened with his glorious power. Right? We're the ecclesia. We're to be equipped. We're supposed to be the ruling body here in the earth. Strengthened with his glorious power. So we'll have all the patience and endurance we need. Filled with joy. I love that. Filled with joy. Always thanking God for enabling us to share in this incredible inheritance that belongs to God's people who are living in his marvelous light. See, we're inheriting an unshakable kingdom, right? Well, everything else is shaky ground. Well, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. How many know God's been shaking some stuff on this earth? How many know he's been doing some shaking in our nation? And he's not done yet. That's why we need to be praying this prayer. So we can be strengthened with his, his power. So we'll have patience and we'll have an endurance during the shaking. And we won't give up hope. And, and that we'll be filled with joy and we'll be thanking him for our inheritance of an unshakable kingdom. Thank you, Lord. And Paul finishes this passage by reminding the Colossians of the great price paid for their salvation and for their freedom from sin in verse 13 and 14. And this is a good reminder for us. Too. I mean, we know this, but it's a good reminder for us. Look at verse 13 and 14. Paul writes, For he has rescued us from the one who rules in the kingdom of darkness rescued us and he has brought us into the kingdom of his dear son god has purchased our freedom he's already done it our debt has been paid in full on that bloody cross he's already done it god has purchased our freedom with his blood and has forgiven all our sins how many of our sins have been forgiven all of them Every one of them, past, present, future. Is that good news or what? I mean, come on. Thank you, Jesus. The blood of Jesus washes away all our sins, and it bridges the gap between us and a holy God. Man, there's better news than that out there. You better tell me what it is, because I don't know of anything that tops that. So we're going to celebrate that this morning. A lot of people celebrated last night and early this morning. Liquor stores were doing big business yesterday, last night. And in a whole different lifetime before Christ rescued me, I was a steady customer of liquor stores. And for a lot of years, New Year's Day didn't start for me until about 2 or 3 in the afternoon because I was still in bed hungover. But after he graciously rescued me, from alcohol and thanks to a praying wife <laughs> rescued me from alcohol and drugs I wake up New Year's morning I can remember everything I did last night and my head doesn't hurt aren't pretty good I've said this before but I'll say it again I've never seen alcohol help a family but I've sure seen it destroy families and we got a tragic reminder of that on Christmas Day didn't we so on this New Year's Day, we're going to celebrate, but we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion, 
I haven't done this in two years. Not since COVID screwed everything up. And like I said, to keep things as sanitary as possible and put everybody's mind at rest, we've got these little individual, I was never a big fan of these things, but still, it is what it is. It's a symbol. It's not what Bob prefers. It, it's a symbol. It's, this is about Jesus and what he did on the cross for every one of us. I mean, if that's not worth celebrating, then nothing is, right? Now, Scott agreed to come and, and take the, the tray of these beautiful little cups and pass them out if you'll come do that now, Scott. Uh, just in case, nobody, has anyone ever ha not had these before? Okay. All right. Little demonstration. Got two little things. You peel off one expose this little wafer. I, I swear it's not styrofoam. It looks, it tastes like styrofoam. It's not styrofoam. It's made from flour, water, and salt. All right? And at the time after we pray and I read some scripture, we'll put that in our mouth. And then there's the other one that bends back like some of them butter things that are hard to open. That's a little little stiffer, but be careful with it so you don't spill it. And then we'll, we'll drink from the cup. Don't open them up yet. And, and one thing, when, when Bobby and I came in here, we, we noticed they had a, a dryer going on. If you notice, this carpet is clean. I think they, they shampooed or whatever. And we don't want to leave a bunch of these little cups laying around for them to find. So we've got a garbage can out there by the table. By all means, take both of the little pieces and throw them out in the garbage can, please. All right, let's move on here. I want us to remember something before, before we do this. We're the church, right? The church is called for much more than just Sunday meetings, social gatherings. We're the body of Christ, and as each member of this body does its part, we contribute to the overall function of the body, right? All the bodies of a human body have to work together for it to function well. And as we surrender and as we yield ourselves to Christ, he, he works in us and he works through us to fulfill his plans and his purposes. His intention was never for us as the church to function in a lifeless form of Christianity. Right? There's too much of that going around. We're his ecclesia, like I said. We're his witnesses. And we're called to make him known to a, a hurting, skeptical world. Jesus' desire for us is to know him better and to be more like him, clothed in his righteousness and functioning in his victorious power so we can tell more people about him. That's why we need to be praying this prayer in Colossians in chapter 1. That's the new revelation we, we need for this new year, to walk in his glorious, victorious power, right? This is victorious power. Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, now, so now I send you. See, the Father had no other plan but Jesus. That was his plan, Jesus. And Jesus has no other plan but us. We're the sent ones now. It's up to us as his body. Let's look at what the Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians about the Lord's Supper in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23 and 24. 
He said, for this is what the Lord himself said, and I pass it on to you just as I received it. On the night when he was betrayed, and I always ask people, when was that? What night was that? Because, well, up in that upper room, you know, when Judas became a, a turncoat. Uh, well, true, he was betrayed that night, but you know the truth is he's betrayed every night. He was betrayed last night. Jesus will be betrayed tonight. And if we get tomorrow, he'll be betrayed tomorrow night. And sadly, a lot of times it's by the same people that say they love him, that he's betrayed. We've all been Judas, right? I have. So we've all been Judas. So, so when you read that on the night he was betrayed, don't just think of the upper room. Think of last night. All right, on the night that he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. See, communion is more than just remembering and honoring. It's a declaration of victory. Think about it. It's a, it's a release of victory, and it's a celebration of victory. Right? Jesus defeated hell, death, and the grave. So let's take the bread. Father, we take this bread as a remembrance of Christ's body. Through his sacrifice on the cross, he took our suffering. He purchased our lives. We proclaim his death, his burial, his resurrection, and his victory over death, hell, and the grave. And we proclaim his return. And as we partake of, of this bread, we're releasing this victory over every principality, over every spirit of darkness in our nation, and the giants in our own lives, just as David released your victory over Goliath. Amen. And then in verse 25 and 26, Paul continues. He says, in the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. And then Paul says, for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Right? Okay. Let's try to drink this cup now. Father, as we drink the cup, we know it's a symbol. We know it represents the blood of Jesus shed on the cross. We know it represents the blood of Jesus sprinkled on the mercy seat of heaven. We know it represents our covenant with you. We know it represents victory over death, hell, and the grave. And we declare that the blood of Jesus is greater than all of our sin. And our faith is not in, in our good works. It's not in our wise strategies. Our faith is not in individuals or organizations. Our faith is in Christ alone. Of him and through him and to him are all things. And he deserves all the glory and all the honor forever and ever. Amen and amen. Let it be so until he comes again. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Until you come again. Until you return. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. We're going to have a closing prayer. And let's never forget we do this in remembrance of Christ. It's never about us. It's always about him. Remember, don't leave your empty cup behind. Throw it in the garbage can out there in the lobby. God bless you. Happy New Year blessings to all of you. Let's keep praying at Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 through 14. That's our prayer this year. Come back next Sunday. You got perfect attendance for 2023. Don't screw it up. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you again that we can celebrate you through whatever variety of means. I, I know one of my friends, he was very passionate about celebrating communion. He, he went camping and he forgot it. He had his own little personal communion kit and he forgot it. And there he's sitting by the river, got a fire going and he found a couple Triscuits and some Kool-Aid and he said it was one of the most meaningful communion celebrations he's ever had. So we, we know these are symbols, but what they represent, your body, your blood for us. Let us never lose the awe of, of the reality of, of what took place and, and, and the blessing and how much you loved us to go through all that for us. Help us to pray for one another as, as we follow you. Direct us into this new year, Lord God. There's so much going on. There was so much tragedy and pain and loss here just in the last week of 2022, Lord. Oh, your word says you're close to the brokenhearted, so we pray you would comfort the brokenhearted, be very close. And that amidst of tragedy and uncertainty and wondering why, Lord, that you, people would be drawn closer to you and not further from you. I know, how the, I know both sides of that. I remember shaking my fist at heaven, but yet you showed me graciously that your ways and your thoughts are so much higher and greater than ours. So we either trust you, if we're going to trust you with our eternity, help us to trust you with our day-to-day -day lives and the things we have to decide. Um, some are big, some are small, but when you're in them, none of them are small. So help us. Bless this community of faith. Bless this body, this, this family of joy, this tribe of joy. We are the JCFers, and we're proud of that fact, Lord, that we can live for you and, and no longer be slaves to this world system. Set us free from the things that still plague us, Lord. We want to run with you. We, we can't run with you if we're carrying last year's baggage into this new year. We've got to lay it down. Help us to do that and not pick it back up. Bless every family represented here and ones that are normally here that couldn't make it today, Lord. Uh, help us to, to be that light in the darkness. Help us to always remember that your love for us endures forever, and you are good. You are so, so good. Blessings on everyone here today in Christ's name. Amen and amen.